Hello and welcome to Home Plan Guru, where we have a casual chat with world-class designer and architects. We are sponsored by 3Darchitect.co.uk, a powerful yet very easy-to-use home design software. You don't need any prior knowledge of CAD or architecture to use it. The software lets you design a house by just dragging and dropping components, yet it's very accurate and powerful and used by some large architecture firms too. I've used it myself and genuinely believe it's a great software. Our listeners will get 20% off by using the coupon Home Plan Guru at the checkout. So check them out at 3darchitect.co.uk. Please make sure to subscribe to our mailing list for great home design related freebies. For the show notes, visit homeplan.guru forward slash podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Today we're having a chat with Upinder Lida, who's an award-winning architect, author, and co-founder of LAPD Architects with over 16 years experience in the architecture field. He's also very active within the sustainable home design community and an advisor for the Built-in magazine. Without further ado, here's the conversation I had with Upinder. Upinder, welcome to our show. Hello, thank you for having me on board. Thank you for joining us. Uh, so tell us tell us a bit about yourself. How did you get into architecture? So I started with an interest in architecture when I was very young and have always been sketching, always doing stuff, always interested in science and maths and art. And this seemed to be the profession that could pull it all together. Um, I like the diversity that it brings. No day is the same. And I like interacting with people as well as the arty stuff of it. I wish I could do more sketching and more design stuff, but that's probably about 5% of my time now. And then the rest of it is then managing the whole process for people and making their dreams come a reality. So it is, it is you know, an exciting profession i think the sector that we're in is is it's is as exciting you get to turn projects around very quickly compared to large massive commercial schemes that you'll see around and that's that's what i like is that that diversity yeah and um what inspires you in like uh, your field uh, is there like uh, are there any rituals that you follow for inspiration i like i like the creative process where somebody has in their mind a vision of what they are hoping to achieve, but that vision might be a sense of lifestyle, not actually what a building looks like. And then I enjoy this exercise, this journey that we take people on from drawing out of them, what what are their aspirations, and managing these aspirations. You can't always have everything that you want, but then delivering innovative design solutions that people are really happy with, that when you cost them out, that actually they are achievable and then taking them all the way through that journey to make this this vision a reality. And then, you know, we, we get loads of clients who act as our uh, referees, for want of a better word, who, are, who just love to show off their houses and you go back years after they've been finished and they are absolutely loving it. And, you know, those design ideas, those strong thoughts at the initial brief have now come through and this is this is part of their lifestyle so it's it's amazing that's really that's really interesting it's amazing how you actually um design the house around their actual um lifestyle and that so basically if i come to you and tell you i want to i want a house that is very i don't know fitness friendly and i like 
fitness activities and yeah. pro- productivity, how would you go about helping me out? Because I, for example, I wouldn't know what kind of house I want. I would tell you, I just need like a good exercise area. I want yeah. it to be productive. So I, I, I'd be encouraging you to have a sketchbook of things that you like. It could be paintings. It could be. Uh, I'm very, I'm very bad at drawing. <laughs> well, no, no, you don't have to draw anything, and it doesn't have to be building. I've designed houses of um, pottery that somebody liked, and oh. the patterns that were on there. So it's it's understanding your lifestyles, but also because this this home, particularly the one off houses that we do, are there for your life. We'd hope. Um, also understanding, okay, well, what's the next transition? So you might be very sporty now. In fact, you might have a temporary injury. I've had that before. Yes, that's true. Yeah, I had that. Yeah. So it can't be all slick and, you know, super steep staircases and everything. You've got to design with the long term in mind. But we would we would have the natural light, the open air, so that you capture all of the fitness elements that you want, soundproofing, the heights and uh, adequate room and lighting that you need for your immediate needs but then also we'll be chatting to you about okay well let's just take it a step further so what's it going to be like in 30 years time um, who's going to be in the house uh, you might have your parents coming with you now so do we accommodate them uh, you could be wanting to live in that house forever so we might do things like low-rise staircases they still look quite funky but at least you can get up and down them if you injured yourself or if you're mm. old loads of things so i, I think that the, the key thing is that you get that framework right at the beginning and that the, the bulk of that is going to be sustainability and addressing your lifestyle needs which it will deliver that from day one, but just just bear in mind a little bit of flexibility over the long term as well. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, so have you done any project like that, or I mean, do you have a favourite project or uh, some you know project that you've really liked? So we have we have lots of projects on the go at any one time. So our office, we have fourteen people here, and we put little mini teams onto each project, and that that then creates really good ideas that um, and really good connections with clients. So I've got quite a few favourites, actually. We've won awards for some of them. Um, ones that stand out to me are where uh, the couple were actually quite elderly to begin with. And um, the viability and manoeuvrability around the house was quite key from that initial uh, briefing exercise but it didn't it doesn't look like as if you've made any adaptations at all sometimes you'll see it for disabled access or elderly access or whatever else but it is a normal home and these people have been in there for I don't know six years now and whilst the health has deteriorated they're absolutely loving this house it's not stopping them doing what they wanted to do Oh, that's amazing. The natural light is still there, the sustainable aspects of it, so the low running costs that were part of it are um, now proving their worth as well. So it is, it is fantastic, actually. Um, and they just they just love it. They love to show it off. Um, always happy to show prospective clients around there. So that that's, that's really good. I think it's that, it's that client relationship that's as important as the finished design as well for us. Oh, great, thanks. Um, do you have like an idol that you follow or someone who uh, inspires you? I like the buzz around 
custom and self-build at the moment. I think there's lots of good designers out there. I, th I still think that they're few and far between. Um, so I think with the current media and the internet and TV programmes that everybody now sees has raised the bar for design for everybody. And it's, it's great that you've got clients asking you uh, these these questions that you know you think you would never have heard that 10 years ago but you know if they're, they're coming to you oh, i'm thinking about building it out of this new product what do you think um i'd like my house to run off of my own body energy what do you think about that i'd like um to control all of my house from my iphone uh, or when i'm abroad i'd like to be able to see what's going on <laughs> well, so, yeah do you do all that as well like uh, mixing yeah, technology yeah, yeah. i mean it's all it's all bespoke design but it's, it's taking the client through this journey and touching upon these points at the right time. So if you want uh, fully controlled homes, then that's fine. We can do that. Um, I always think that the best designs are the ones that looked the simplest. They, they feel calm. And if you've designed it right, you can hide all of that gadgetry um, within behind all of those finished elegant surfaces and that's when it it really does um look very smart and yeah. feel smart as well um so just going back to the technology part um what do you think of um combination of technology and architecture where is that heading right now it's becoming more important in particular as we are moving towards more sustainable homes and I think that being able to go off-grid isn't that far away with the developments in battery technology and solar power, air source and ground source but I think the technology comes in in managing all of these things that you can't see or physically touch. You need to monitor how your lifestyle suits the house. So you kind of can put these systems in, but it needs the house kind of needs to learn how you live in it. So, for example, if you're at work, you only need your heating to come on in the evening and uh, early morning, and it could be off during most of the day. Mm. You could be in the house all day, and therefore you just need a low-grade bit of heating that's going on, and it's just drip-feeding low amounts of heat into that house all the time. So uh, the house needs to understand your lifestyle and adapt and that's where the technology can help yeah. blend it and um that yeah uh, and then with all the monitoring that you can do these days that's that's where it can be important but saying that i always do say to people keep things simple focus on key things insulation air tightness and then think about the gadgets don't yeah try and do it the other way around yeah i probably would do it the other way around i'm really into my technology <laughs> <laughs> you can you can have it but yeah. i think there's, there's there are simple yeah. fundamentals yeah. that would address 85 percent of what you need and that last 15 percent you can do with the tech okay okay that's really interesting i'll bear that in mind on my next home <laughs> design um so what is your favorite piece of technology in a well currently what's your favorite piece of technology that is quite new and exciting in the architecture field? I think um, the the more sustainable heating technologies are impressive, actually. I mean, even 10 years ago, 
this would have been cutting edge in places that are more advanced, like Scandinavia. And you kind of wonder, you know, can you really create that much heat and hot water from the air that's around you uh, or the ground below you as well? And when you see it working, that's been a revelation in that actually mm. that does work. Now those systems are getting more sophisticated. So ground source, you can now reverse the flow of that. So you can get cooling during the summer for your oh, house. Wow. So now we've got super efficient, super insulated homes. In the summertime, you need to think about cooling. And if you can reverse mm. sustainable systems to help you do that, yeah. then that is good. I mean, we're doing a house at the moment where in the summertime, the ground source is reversed. But instead of dumping the heat from the house into the ground, we use that heat to heat up the swimming pool that is part of that. <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's really cool. That's very interesting. How deep do you... I mean, I, I was reading an article about this ground heating and they had to dig down like 15 meters or something like that. Is that still well, the case? If, if you are doing ground source, you can either do a, uh, a loop system across your land. That means a trench probably two meters deep. Yeah. And you then put your pipework down. Uh, actually, probably not as far as two meters. You could probably do it in a meter and a half. Um, and you have this loopage system in your garden. But it is quite a lot. So for a four-bedroom house, you could be looking at uh, close to 800 linear meters wow. of run, which is wow. a lot. So the other alternative, if you haven't got that land, is boreholes. And that's where you can get the depths. So this house... Uh, recently had two boreholes that were each 75 metres deep. And I have known them to go even deeper than that, you know, to 120 metres as well. So, like, in, in, in the winter, for example, is the actual ground... Can the actual ground provide that much heat? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you imagine the Earth is like a giant solar panel, yeah, one metre down, the Earth temperature is always consistent it's about 12 to 13 degrees and that won't change and that's that's where you're using that low grade heat and that's why ground source is um, a better return it's, it's more to install but you get this coefficient of performance so i think on ground source you get four to five units of heat for every one unit of electric that you put in whereas on air source you might be down to about three on that coefficient of performance and that's because You've always got that stable environment um, a meter below ground level. Oh, that's that's really interesting. Oh, wow, you you learn something new every day. Good, good, good. good. Um, yeah, tell me a bit more about your actual company. I mean, uh, LAPD. I really like the name. <laughs> Where did that name come from? So that was me and Trevor when we set it up many years ago. We wanted it to feel and sound like a fresh company as well. So we didn't want Fuddy Duddy Associates. We wanted it to be something contemporary. And my surname is Lidar, his is Avery. That was the L and the A. And we thought, right, okay, what should it be? Design services or property development? Let's go with the initials off of that. So it's the LAPD. <laughs> and good. people thought it was funny to begin with, but which is which is a good thing. And then, you know, you tie it through to the Los Angeles Police Department. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is brilliant is that nobody forgets. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's what we like, you know, so you think about branding and everything else. You want a name that people remember. And, what, you know, what people do remember us. And, you know, you go to these shows that we've been doing and people say, oh, I've heard of you. 
whether they have heard of us or whether it is the Los Angeles Police Department. <laughs> but, but it works. You, I'm, yeah. I'm really pleased with it. Did you have a badge as well? No, no, we should have it on the car. <laughs> yeah, you should, yeah. To protect and serve yeah. written on the side of them. Yeah, that would be amazing. Um, <laughs> if you go back in time and give an advice to yourself when you were 25, what would that be on advice? I, th I think when you start off as an architect, um, there are so many regulations, so many hurdles and so many people that you need to work with. And when things don't quite work out, you automatically think, oh, I've done something wrong. And it takes a thousand projects to realise, actually, most of the time, it's not what you've done. It's probably something else that has happened. And I think rather than wallowing around in what the issue is, try and get everybody around to think forwards and focus back on the project and sort it out. You're always going to have stuff that's going to happen, um, but it's how you tackle it. So yeah. don't internalise it, share it. And I think everybody would be appreciative then of a more yeah. collaborative approach. So yeah. I think I think that was one thing. I think you used to really take it to heart if something didn't yeah. quite go take right. You'd yeah. You think, oh, what have I done? But you realise it wasn't that, it's something else. And then mm. it's sorting it out, yeah. which is something that I try and teach our architects within the practice as well. So um, it's quite a passionate thing. You know, they're like little children, these designs, and you want to see them grow through <laughs> to fruition. And, yeah. uh, you know, stuff happens on that journey. Um, what's your, what's the best mistake you've made by that? I mean, um, a mistake that taught you a lot. I think when we set up, we were doing everything, you know, the design, the client meetings, mm. the invoicing, the record keeping, the whatever else you need to do for tax returns and everything and designing websites. And I think we realise you're better off sticking to what you know best mm. and then outsourcing or using others to do other things to help you reach your goal. Yeah, because you're an architect, you're not a web designer. Yeah, exactly. So why spend that? Let's use their expertise. And it's the same, you know, when clients are looking to design their home. Okay, some people do try and do it themselves, but, you know, you've got experts out there. Use them to really make your ideas fly. And it's the same with us. You know, we, we've got a great architect's practice here, but let's use the IT, let's use the website, let's use marketing people, let's use business developers to really help us mm -hmm. um, make the best out of what we do. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of, um, just going back to clients doing their own design, um, is it okay to get a self-built software if you're not an architect and try to draw your home plan and put your ideas on and then pass it to you guys or would you prefer to do things from scratch? What's the best option? I, I don't mind. I, I think it's really good if clients have thought about it. I think some of these software um, programs that are out there are good tools to help them get an understanding of what they're looking to do. But you think an, an architect, it takes seven years to, to train mm, yeah. and then you need to be working in the industry for a good few years after that to really know what makes great buildings. So as a starting base, I think that's good. At these events, I often see sketches that people have done and how I tackle it is I break the project back down to basic principles and we look at uh, the site, we look at orientation, we look at opportunities from the site. And when you start talking about that, you realise people 
haven't thought about that mm-hmm. in their design process, yeah. then, then it means that, we can, well, we can change what, what they have done. You know, they, they've got a good idea of what they're looking to achieve. But I think that you then bring a professional on that will really make it into something truly special. And it's still, you know, still the, the heart of it is your idea. And um, I think a good professional um, makes that idea better. They don't ram down your throat something that they think is great. And neither should they just draw up whatever you said. Yeah. Um, so with, just going back to the same thing again, would a software potentially save the customer some money? It, it gives them a good understanding of okay i can fit this onto my plot yeah uh, i know that it can be this size and the amount of accommodation i want will work um you need to bear in mind a lot about building regulations and from a sustainable point of view that does influence wall thicknesses and layouts as well um it's, it's a useful exercise i suppose in, in starting that conversation with your architects right okay. um, from an architect's point of view it might might speed up the design process so it, it could save you a little bit of money at that point but certainly when you're into preparing planning applications doing cost plans putting in building regulations doing technical packages then i think that's where you really need um the architect to do it so so, so it might might save you a little bit on the um design stage in, in speeding that process up. Could you name a few of one one failure or challenge or obstacle you had and how did you overcome it? So we often have Bentley Dreams, Ford Focus budgets, and that is a challenge, but it doesn't mean that projects are dead in the water to start off with. So a lot of what we do is manage uh, aspirations for clients. So you can have this dream but you need to be realistic on budget now there's different ways to tackle that as well so we're doing a lot with clients where we're designing the end game scheme so this is the house that i would like to be living in albeit it might take me 10 to 20 years to finish it all off so the design is right to begin with and it might take you time to finish it off. So we're doing a lot of watertight shells, for instance, where from day one, it could be the client, they only need two bedrooms and living and kitchen accommodation finished from day one. But the third, fourth, fifth bedroom doesn't have to be finished. The fourth, fifth, sixth ensuite doesn't all have to be ready from day one. The study, the home office, the garaging, the outbuildings and whatever else don't have to be finished from day one. So they could could move in without the rest of the house being finished? Yeah, yeah. And then as money becomes available um, over the years, that's when you then fit out the rest of it. So that's that's one way to tackle the the, the issue. I mean, it could be that just your initial um, aspirations are just too big and then you'd have to just... Um, think on design of being able to cleverly design it so that it's a flexible house and so you can adapt rooms and you'd have to make it smaller. Um, Specification levels come into it as well so you might not be able to have the slimline frame glazing that you were going for but we can get you close to that approach with 
more standard bifold doors that could open all out of the mm-hmm. room so you've got a, a clear opening so there's that that's probably the biggest thing i mean let alone uh, dealing with planners and then everybody else that um sticks their two penneth in during that <laughs> process but um yeah. I, I think that's the biggest and i think that's what we do well is that we try and understand it from the client's perspective um it's it's really we will bend over backwards to try and get them what they are hoping to achieve but also we've built in measures that are reality checks so you don't get too carried away to begin with so we look at costs uh, where we discuss costs from day one once we've i still want it to be exciting so throw everything into the pot design wise and let's get the design ideas flowing and exciting but then we do a cost check so even before you commit to planning that's where we're looking at costs all right cool and just um a few lightning rounds i know you're very busy um what are your top books in this field and what books would you recommend for someone who's an architect or planning to be an architect or doing home design um there's there are lots around i quite like the um faden publications where you get lots of examples of um house types or, or any building type actually and you can just see across the board what people are doing around the world the thing with books is though that they're often out of date by the time they come through <laughs> yeah, so the internet is very good people are using pinterest and things like those a lot more and sharing those with us um which is quite exciting um i think yeah i, I you know there's there's lots of podcasts like this around there's lots of good magazines which are a bit fresher about ideas and um yeah yeah there, there, there's lots there's lots mm. but i think I think the ones where you're looking at a range of different um, property types or different building types or uh, sustainable ideas is is a good background reading. And then it just makes the conversations a bit more engaging when you're sat down with your architect yeah. and you can discuss these things. Cool. Um, who's your top architect or top architects? They're, they're probably going to be more of the commercial or the cultural architects i think because in the domestic scale there's there's a, a lot more of them but yeah. there's um certainly like the fosters and the hadids that have been around there's some great stuff that's coming out recently on the commercial um field of things as well um i'm trying to think i mean even non-designers uh, um The guy that designed the London buses, is it Heck? Uh, Heckmansworth, Hexworth, I forget his name. But he, he did the London bus, but he also did a um, uh, an interesting idea for a gin distillery. It was a building that recirculated air from a tropical environment, and uh, they were using it to grow some of the plants that they were using in the gin. But I think also... Oh. They were using the waste heat from the distillery to heat that space as well. Oh, that's that, amazing. That was that was quite innovative and quite funky. And you know the little uh, pavilion that he did, which was a seed pod, mm. that looked like this fluffy floating structure. That was pretty cool. But um, for houses, it's it's different. There's there are lots of good ones around that I come across. Um, I think that the programs that are out at the moment are very good. The the grand designs or design for 100k um, just in terms of showing people what 
other people are building out there. It might not quite fit their budget, but um, at least there's there's a lot of information out there as to what what could be done. Okay, um, your top movie. My top movie. It's uh, <laughs> a random question. Probably going to be uh, kids' movies. I, I I think I think the Back to the Future trilogy is just <laughs> fa- fascinating and just the the clever storyline in those. I'm always a fan of the classic Superman films. Yeah, they're pretty um, good. My kids are into the Harry Potter stuff, uh-huh. and that, that's pretty good actually. The set design stuff. So we went on that tour and just seeing the uh, architectural and artistic work over in Watford and that that was fascinating just to see design development and the little models that they created and then seeing set design which is just part of a building and it doesn't have to comply with like the regs that we have to but that that was quite fascinating oh cool interesting so what's your hobby apart from um being an architect is that also your hobby that became business I guess so. It does take up a lot of time with that and kids as well. So there's not much time to uh, relax. But I've got into running over the last few years. That's mm. been pretty good. And that's something that I can just do whenever. I can't really commit to something at the same time and every week. So that's been pretty good. I'd love to play more golf if I could. Yeah. Um, even sketching where it all started when I was a kid. It would be nice just to sit down for a day yeah. and... And just to do that, so just make, sketch. Make, yeah, yeah. Just sketch for the whole day. Go, go away and find a oh. nice spot, a nice cafe, <laughs> and whatever, a nice view. Either take a photo and just, just sketch away. Oh, that's amazing. I, I, when I first met you at the Built It show, you actually seemed like a very chilled and relaxed person. Good. So I thought you'd do some kind of meditation. Do you do meditation or anything like that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I try to keep sane and put things in perspective. Yeah. Um. And, and yeah, and you've got to. You've got to be enthusiastic and confident in what you're doing. And I do enjoy what I do. So that's good. I'm glad that it comes across. And yeah. just, just you know, who's the next person that you're going to bump into? Let's have a chat. Let's see what's going on. And you never know where the conversation is. Yeah, exactly. Um, so do you use any tools in your day, day-to-day life or on a daily basis? Like um, any, it could be any software or anything that will, I don't know, make you more productive? And um, It's after, quite... Quite a lot. I mean, these um, iPad Pros are very good. Okay. They're very good in showing off work that we have done. There's an excellent uh, sketching and tracing app that's out there at the moment as well, which um, I've grown to love. What um, is it called? Uh, it's just called Trace. Trace, <laughs> okay. Yeah. And uh, I think that's that's really, really good. Um, we, we do use... Um, design software like AutoCAD and SketchUp and Revit as well within the office. And the office has a CRM system as well, which just pulls together a lot of um, data for projects as well. And just um, not quite a paperless office, but um, moving towards it just so that everything is is filed and dated correctly. And this thing can pull it all together, which is quite clever. Uh, do you use anything like Evernote or Keep, Google Keep, or anything like that? Uh, no, no. Um, every now and then, people will say, "Can we use uh, there's something for transferring big files?" Because we do a lot. Uh, if we transfer, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that, that's pretty good because the 
drawings that we produce and the pack of drawings for construction packages are quite large. So that's been good. Um, Dropbox and things like those. This, you know, this is my first Skype call. So this is <laughs> Um, I'm getting my head around social media. I don't think that's quite me, but there's others in the office that do that and are into it. So they're they're more sophisticated and advanced than I am. Right. Okay. Great. And what advice would you give to people that are doing home design? I think I think um, enjoy it. It's the best opportunity that you will get, and it is a once in a lifetime opportunity most of the time. So enjoy it make it a really great experience but like I said with us when we're looking to do things get someone on board that can help you make it really um, interesting and exciting it's not an easy journey um, but it is a fantastic result when you get through it great and where can people find you like um, do you have are you on Twitter yes I I believe that we're all over uh, Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest. So if you search LAPD Architects, yeah. I think we're at LAPD Architects. Um, I'm sure that you will find us. Our Facebook account is very good because we post up a lot of examples of our work, including some of the um, movie animation of some of our designs. So it's a good portfolio of our work. Our website, lapdarchitects.co.uk, is a great resource. That's about to be upgraded soon, but there's there's a wealth of information on there. Yeah. and um, give us a call, drop us an email. We do these initial consultations. If you're within an hour's drive, we'll come and meet with you. Um, if you're outside of that, we'll have a phone conversation to begin with. We're really here to help and, and help you on your journey, whether we win the job or not. Yeah, that's that's really good to hear. Well, thank you very much for your time, and thank you for joining us at, on Home Plan Guru oh. podcast. Brilliant. Cheers, Sam. Yeah, speak to you soon. Take care.